You know, one of the traps that people fall into is they think that they have to always have a dream or a vision where something is a multi-billion dollar massive concept. And that's not true. You have to find a vision that's really in alignment with who you are and what you value. Welcome to The Profitable Table, fed by Woolco Foods, the nation's first podcast devoted to the business and lifestyle of the hospitality industry. Now, here's your host, Woolco Foods CEO, Stephen Toberoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Profitable Table, fed by Woolco Foods. I am your host, Stephen Toberoff. And this past week, I had a really interesting conversation with a customer and a friend of mine who has done a phenomenal job both really cultivating and and executing at a very high level for his restaurant. But he's now in the expansion phase. He's expanding this concept in other locations, and he's also getting ready to open up another concept. And he's been doing this throughout the past 18 months before that and now, even in this moment in time where you know restaurants are facing a number of challenges with respect to products and labor and everything, this guy just continues to move forward and and get things done regardless of the circumstances. And I guess you know we all do, but his approach and his calm has always struck me and, and impressed me a great deal. So we had a very lengthy conversation about things, and out of that conversation came some ideas that I wanted to share with you that I think are really important for the restaurant industry, probably for other industries as well. But this is the one that I'm involved with and and what the podcast is about. But as I say, I think it's also appropriate for many other industries. And it's really a byproduct of this conversation. And, and looking at my own thoughts on the subject and what I've learned and, and, and what I've seen in my years of doing this and working with thousands of different restaurants. So Basically, what we're going to talk about today is it's a concept that I think people are engaged in, whether they're cognizant of it or not. But I think the more aware we are, the more impactful it can be. And essentially, when you have a business, when you have a restaurant or a bakery, a bar, anything in the hospitality industry, depending upon what stage of your business you're in, there are essentially two main dynamics that are going on. Different people talk about that in different ways, but the way I would describe it is, on the one hand, you have the dynamic, which I would call vision. Vision would be something along a big picture as to what you want, where you want to go, what you see your restaurant being in the marketplace, and all of the sort of big picture macro issues that you see for your business. The other part I'm going to call execution which is what goes on on a daily, hourly, sometimes minute-by-minute basis that enables you to have your restaurant or your business move in the direction that you want. You need the vision, and then there has to be execution. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to discuss both of these dynamics, first vision, then execution, but tied in with very specific, actionable examples within the hospitality industry. Because what I've learned for myself, you know, as a distributor and also in the other businesses that I have in relation to that, that this sort of back and forth dance between vision and execution is always going on. 
And it's something that can be improved on. And depending on how we think about it and how we use our, our mind, if you will, we can be much more impactful over time. It's a process. I've by no means perfected anything. It's a daily opportunity to get better. But I did want to share this with you because, and I think it's very helpful. It's helpful for me. And, and my thinking was refined after my conversation with my friend. So let's just jump into it right now. So with respect to the part of it that I would call vision, that changes throughout the evolution of your business. But for purposes of this podcast, let's just talk about it from the beginning and then once you're up and running. So at the beginning, let's say you've made the decision that you're going to open a restaurant or you're going to open a bar or a bakery, anything in the hospitality industry. It really pays to have a very open-ended yet clear vision of what you want. And this is the time when you have to really give yourself some space to think and to really allow yourself to be honest with yourself, to get off into a quiet space and really ask yourself some questions. What type of business do I want? What type of restaurant do I want? What do I want to do with this restaurant once it's open? Do I want to scale it? Do I want it to just be the best it can be? Do I want to open other concepts? Do I want to leverage this into a personal brand? There's a million questions that you can ask, but from the vision standpoint, as you begin the process of opening your restaurant, start asking yourself those questions. And don't be embarrassed to let it get as big or as small as makes sense for you. You know, one of the traps that people fall into is they think that they have to always have a dream or a vision where something is a multi-billion dollar massive concept. And that's not true. You have to find a vision that's really in alignment with who you are and what you value. Some people really want to make a lot of money and be famous. That's what they want. And if they're honest about it, they'll recognize that. Some people really want to have an impact in the community or want to change the way people eat with the cuisine they're offering. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people want to have something where they can express their artistic views. Again, we can go on and on. But from the vision standpoint, really think about what it is that you want from your business that you're going to open. And be open-minded and be expansive and be true to yourself. This is your objective. This is your vision, not anyone else's. Once you've done that thinking, I think it's very helpful to write it down. Not in the sense of it being goals that you're going to tick off and achieve, but just that you have something to look at so that you know what you're working towards, so that you have that ready-made inspiration or impetus available for you to look at. And it's okay if it changes over time, but I found there's a tremendous power in writing things down, right? So you have that vision, you think about it, you write it down. From the perspective of someone who's just opening a restaurant, it is my belief that as you bring on staff and as you create and begin the process of creating the culture that is going to be the culture of your restaurant, you do want to share that vision with people. Because if it's an authentic vision of what you want, you want to share it. Now, obviously, let's say your vision is you want to open up 30 concepts over the next five years and then take it public or then sell to a private equity firm. Well, maybe you don't need to get that specific with, with the people that you're bringing on. But you absolutely want to say, look, this is going to be a fast-paced restaurant that's geared towards growth. There's going to be a lot of opportunity for advancement as I scale this. I'm looking for people that can be future leaders. That feeds into the vision. 
If your vision is something like, you know what, I really want to change the way that people eat or the way they look at food, you want to share that with people. You want to let them know, hey, this is my real mission here. And I want people who share that mission. Because as you build a team and as you begin to create the culture for your organization, you're going to want to have that buy-in early on. And if you know, because you've been you know real with yourself and you've thought about it, what it is you really want out of what you're creating, you're going to get tremendous positive feedback from the right people when you share that vision. And those right people are the ones that are going to be a big part of your organization. That's vision. And I would just make one other point with respect to that. Let's say that you're already in business. You have a restaurant. You've been in business for three years. You've gone through all of the uh, work and the frustration and the joy and everything that goes into it. And now you take a step back. You can do this process again. And again, it's asking yourself honest questions. I really like what I'm doing, but the truth is I want to shift gears and try a different concept. Or you know what? I really enjoy what I'm doing, but I just don't want to be in this market anymore. I want to open up a different concept over here. You can, again, do the exact same thing you did before. The only difference is understand what you want to do in relation to where you are, because now you're going to have greater optionality. You know, if what you want to do is open up another concept, let's say you've got great reviews, you have a phenomenal French restaurant, but you have a passion for Italian cuisine from the Tuscan region, and you have a great reputation, and that's your vision, well, now you want to leverage the skill set you have, whether that's involved in fundraising people who love your restaurant, you may want to get investors, right? You probably have a banking relationship. You probably have a relationship with the press. So as you're crafting a vision, once you have your established restaurant or whatever, contextualize it. Contextualize it because it's a different dynamic than when you're starting from the very beginning. And it's always okay to cast a new vision. You know, that's what makes life such a gift, right? We can evolve and we can change and we can think differently and we can have new dreams. And that's a wonderful thing. And if we're honest with ourselves and we think about it, I'll share something with me. We have our own line of food products here called Holland and York, which our customers really love. It's a phenomenal line. One vision I have is to transition that and make it a retail brand as well. And I'm in the process of going through this exact thing that I'm sharing with you right now. By the grace of God, we've had really great success amongst the restaurants and bars and hotels and others that are using that product. And now I'm casting in my mind the vision of what it would mean to me and what I want to achieve as we transition into a retail brand. So same thing goes at any point in your business journey. But as I'm saying, if you're coming up with something new or you have a new vision you want to pursue, but you already have a business set up or you've already achieved a certain amount, use what you've achieved to further propel where you want to get, as the example I gave you. And again, back to my example, we have a great relationship with many famous chefs, mixologists, bakers, what have you. All of these different things can be utilized in the creation of the retail brand. So that's the vision part of it, okay, within the hospitality industry, within the restaurant, wherever you are in your journey. The second part is the execution. God gives us 24 hours a day, and we have to determine how we use them, right, and use them effectively. Because 
it's wonderful and important to have that vision and, and really be excited about it and think about it and have a wonderful relationship with it. But the only thing that's going to bring it to fruition is execution. And that's in anything in life. You know, we could extrapolate into anything, but let's stick to business. Let's stick to the restaurant business. You have to execute on a lot of different ways. So when I think about execution, and one of the things that I was so impressed by my friend is in the conversation that we were having, I essentially distilled what I think are the three main aspects of execution that we can be mindful of and work on getting better at. And those are focus, effort, and consistency. Let's start with focus, right? In the restaurant industry, it is a very fast-paced industry. Things are always coming at you, right? And if you're dealing with that while at the same time looking to scale your brand or open up something new or even just grow sales within your current concept, you have to juggle it. Focus is such a powerful attribute to have. I would even call it a discipline. There's so many distractions coming at us, not just from our business, right, but from our phones, from television, from whatever it is out there. Things are always pulling our attention. And to the extent that you can discipline yourself to focus on what you're doing in that moment, the more powerful you're going to be. And I would even frame it differently. Business is competitive, whether we like it or not. Ultimately, of course, we're trying to be the best versions of ourselves. We're trying to make our restaurant, our business, the best version of what it can be. But it's a competitive marketplace. And I have found that those restaurateurs that have the ability to focus, or I'll, I'll even take it outside the, the, the scope of restaurateurs. I had a guest on, one of my first guests on this podcast to talk about sort of mindset was professional IFBB, professional bodybuilder, Dane Chang. And I know Dane socially as a friend as well. The guy is unbelievably focused. You know, no matter what's going on, he knows what he needs to get done that day. And it's the same with us in our businesses. When we show up to work, right, and we're the leader of organization, don't be going around and, and asking people things that don't have something to do with the task at hand. Of course, we want to be cordial. We chit-chat a little bit, whatever. But again, if we're focused and we go into the day with that focus, so let's just take it from the perspective of a restaurant. Okay, have we done all the things we need to do to get ready for lunch service? Did we address those two issues yesterday that were not working the way we wanted it to? Did we improve on that one thing we talked about? Be focused on the task at hand. Don't be distracted and talking about things that are not related, no matter what's going on in politics or entertainment or any of that. Those are things that are important and that we can enjoy and all of that. They have nothing to do with what is required to run our business in a moment-to-moment -moment basis. And again, focus is a discipline. It's something I'm constantly working to get better at because every day the whole thing starts over again. You know, what we did yesterday, we can't necessarily carry it over to today unless it's a discipline that we can build on and, and get better at. So focus is a huge part of execution. And I think that anyone who has a restaurant knows that you're getting pulled from a lot of directions. You got to stay focused on the task at hand, whether it's the immediate task of talking to your chef, whether it's a little bit of a bigger task, which is getting the staff ready for lunch service, whether it's an even bigger task, if you're redoing your menu or changing the decor of your restaurant, but whatever you're doing in that moment, focus on that. 
give it your all. Those who can do that have a tremendous competitive advantage of those who are just not able to focus, that are all over the place. Doesn't mean that you can't get benefits from that as well. Nothing is ever a one size fit all, but I'm just sharing with you what I think to be the case and what I've gotten from thousands of restaurants that I've worked with, okay? The second thing is effort. And effort is seemingly self-explanatory. You know, you want to work hard. You want to give your best performance in everything you do. But effort is really something that has to be measured against yourself. There's a wonderful YouTube video out there by Ray Lewis called Effort. And it's very inspirational. I've watched it many times. And I would really recommend it to anybody who's looking for some great inspiration and great information. And what Ray Lewis talks about, among other things, is that effort is between you and you, which means that no one can tell you how much effort you should put in. You know yourself. I know myself. We know when we're given an effort that we can be proud of and when we're not. We know what we're leaving on the table and what we're capable of. And although it's simplistic and cliched in business, as in much of life, effort is going to be a determining factor, maybe the single determining factor between success and failure. So now you're focused, right? Are you going to give it everything that you have in that moment? Again, bringing it back to myself. One of the things I've learned, and I wasn't even aware of this until maybe a year or two ago, but when I'm speaking with our sales team, I need to bring a certain level of energy and intensity to those conversations because salespeople are out there all day dealing with potentially rejection or problems or issues. And when I'm speaking to them to really get their attention and to really get my point across, I can't come at it and talk to them like this and say, hey, guys, this is what's going on. Even though that's probably more in alignment with my normal energy level, I have to speak to guys and say, okay, listen, here is the deal. We have an enormous opportunity here. And it's not BS and it's not putting on a show. Energy is a real thing. That's an example of effort, okay? If you own your restaurant, right, and you've had a server who for whatever reason is not doing what you would like him or her to do with respect to how they greet customers. And you've said it two times already, and you've gotten a little bit of an attitude, but you know that it's important to go back to it. Or let's just say you're a server, and a manager keeps asking you to do something that you know is counterproductive for a customer experience. And if you say something, you might have to deal with a little bit of a disagreement or you know, just people being petty or emotional, whatever it is. It takes effort to overcome that. That type of decision has to be made multiple times a day. Are you going to choose what's required, even though it'll require some effort and maybe a little uncomfortable, and it'd be nice to avoid it, it'd be nice not to have to deal with it, or maybe I'll deal with it tomorrow, or are you going to attack it head on, right? That's an example of effort in the business world, in the restaurant world. So you have to have focus. You want to have effort. You want to do those things that need to be done and you want to do them to the best of your ability and you want to do them the way they need to be done, whether you're comfortable with that or it's your quote unquote natural way of being or not. Like I said, naturally, I like to be very laid back, very equiposed, talk things in a manner that I'm talking to you right now. But sometimes you have to up the energy level. You have to really be aware of your audience and all those different things are effort. And then the final thing is consistency. Okay. And this one is a huge one. 
Now, everyone in the restaurant industry is familiar with consistency because one of the great maxims of our industry is you want to have the food be the exact same way every time a customer comes in. Because obviously, when you build brand loyalty with a customer because they love the way that you make the hamburger or the chicken parmesan or whatever the dish is, you don't want to have a dish where when a customer comes in on Monday, it's prepared one way, and on Thursday, it's prepared another way. Let's not get into the point of whether it's better on Thursday than it was on Monday, quote-unquote better. Customers looking for a given experience. The restaurant industry is a business. So consistency in presenting the options on the menu is crucial, and everybody in the industry knows that. Consistency from the execution standpoint that we're talking about means doing what needs to be done every day. In other words, there's a cumulative effect of showing up every day that cannot be replicated in any other way. And again, let's go back to competition here, right? If you show up every day, maybe on Thursday, your output is going to be 70% of what it was on Monday or Tuesday for whatever reason, because we're human, right? But 70% of 100 is better than zero. So even though sometimes it's much more comfortable to just pack it in and not do anything, the more consistent you are, what do I mean by consistency? If you have a staff meeting every day at 11, have it every day at 11. If for whatever reason you can't be there, make sure someone else does it. Consistency and habit are the cornerstones of success, right? If you have a discipline where you have the bartender, the mixologist, make certain cocktails for you once a week to check consistency. Do it every week, whether you feel like it or not. The people who do things consistently get the cumulative benefit of those days in a row. Anybody can put forth a great effort when they feel like it or do it for a day or a week or a month or even a year, right? That's not difficult. When you do what you want to do because you feel like it, that's easy. Doing what you don't want to do, even though it needs to be done and it's not exciting and there's no celebrations, that is the difference between building the success you want, going towards your vision, and just harming yourself or putting yourself in a position where you don't get the optimum outcome. And I would say for myself, it's something that I think about a lot because there's a lot of things that I know I need to do on a consistent basis. And sometimes I don't feel like doing them. And I could get away with not doing them. In my mind, I could get away with not doing them. And I'm not perfect 100% of the time, far from it. But I do try to be consistent because I know that the cumulative benefit of that cannot be matched. And within a restaurant, particularly in the hospitality industry, particularly, consistency is so, so important. Because those regular customers that are coming in, they're looking for a specific experience, whether it's the food that they're consuming, the cocktail they're consuming, the energy in the restaurant, the greetings that they get from the staff. That's why people go back to a place. They go back to a restaurant the second and third and fourth time because they want that experience that they had the first time. Very difficult aspect of our business, you know? You think about people that go to a, a baseball game. Yes, they know it's a baseball game. They don't know what's going to happen in that baseball game, right? If you think of people that go on vacations and you go to a different place. Well, it's part of the adventure. It's the serendipity. 
when people go back to a restaurant, they're not looking for a serendipitous thing. You know, they might want to meet somebody there that they never met before, try something new on the menu. But there's aspects of your establishment that they fell in love with. And they want to have that experience again and again and again. So as the owner, as the leader, whatever, in your restaurant, in your bar, everything you do to reinforce consistency ultimately builds to create that dynamic, which is, I think, at the cornerstone of repeat customers. And it just goes for anything else in business. So focus, effort, and consistency are the things of execution. And then there's the vision. And then it's always that balance between the two. And I think it's something that I wanted to share with everybody because I'm always looking for ways to get better and to learn and to improve. And one of the ways that I'm able to do that is I have an opportunity to work with people who are super talented or I have customers that are really visionary or really innovative. And I take a step back and I look at that and I say, okay, I never thought of that. That makes a lot of sense, right? And I think if we can have habits or clearly delineated ways of focusing our attention or directing our energy, we can get the best possible outcome. And that was something that I wanted to share with everyone today. And I just want to say, look, there's a lot of things going on and thank God a lot of positive things. And from my perspective, I'm getting so much value from the emails and the DMs that I've been getting. It's been a great learning experience for me. And when I share these ideas, quite frankly, there's a selfish component to it because I would love it and I always welcome it when people write back or communicate with me what they agree with, what they disagree with, what their approach is. Sometimes it's good to just get into a dialogue or a discussion. I'm sharing with you what I've seen work with other people, what I use to try to get better, but I'm very much, you know, interested in learning what other people do because that's how we get better from learning and listening to others. And so with that, I'll just conclude today by saying thank you very much and uh, appreciate everything. And I hope everyone has a blessed day and an awesome, awesome day. Thank you for listening to The Profitable Table fed by Woolco Foods. Please be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about Woolco Foods or Stephen Toberoff, please visit us at woolcofoods.net.